Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, the place where the Raider Nation calls home since 1998. Running for the touchdown, jackpot, baby, Josh Jacobs. Welcome to the JT The Brick Show. Always exciting to play at home. We all want to play at home, and this is an unbelievable venue to play at. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. On a personal level for me, I just we can't wait to get to the game day, right? We can't wait to get on the grass. JT The Brick. Cars up underneath James, going to fire quickly. Jackpot, baby! Touchdown, Raiders! On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your host, JT The Brick. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of Raider Nation Radio. Thanks to Hall of Famer Ron Mix, who joined us. We also had center Andre James. And now I get one of the all-time greats, four-time Super Bowl champion, two-time Pro Bowler, also on the Raiders the last time they went to the Super Bowl one of the greatest linebackers ever to play. Our friend Bill Romanowski joins us. And Romo, you're always positive. You're always thinking, get to the playoffs, get to the playoffs. And the Raiders are one game away after a lot of turmoil this year. How do you see it? You know what? Uh, the way they've been able to grind and fight and handle adversity this season, JT, I think hats off. Hats off to their head coach. Hats off to Derek Carr. Hats off to this group of scrappy players who, uh, you know, have found a way to win games. You know, hey, the Kansas City game, that was a route. That, mm-hmm. that you know, throw that out. But, you know, the Broncos, the Browns, you know, and then to beat a really good Colts team away – I tell you what, I just couldn't be happier for the Raiders, for Mark Davis, for this team. You know, they're grinders. And, hey, that's what they – now it's like all or nothing. It's like this is a playoff game. And, you know, I want to see them go out and just play their hearts out and find a way to win a football game. You know, Romo, you played in so many playoff games and you won four Super Bowls. Can you recall a time you were in one of those situations? You had a win in the regular season to get in. Were you in a lot of those situations or was it a little bit easier? You were already in the playoffs and then getting ready to peak again. What's it like when you got to win your last regular season game to get in? You know what? Uh, Hey, I always liked that kind of pressure. You know, whether it be, you know, a lot of times it was we had to win to get home field advantage through the playoffs. Yes. So, but, hey, with that being said, you still got to go out there and play. You got to go out there and get it done. And, uh, you know, this is one of those things where I think a lot of people's jobs are on the line. I'd have to maybe say, you know, uh, if Carr doesn't win, you know, I'm not sure if he's here next year. Head coach, if he doesn't win, probably not going to come back as a head coach. You know, so I think there's a lot on the line. And, hey, just for Raider fans, I'm, I'm friggin' tired of them not get, making the playoffs, and I want to see them beat the Chargers and go in, hey, and do some damage in the playoffs and give it their best shot. 
Bill Romanowski joins us. Uh, Romo, very important here. It's a young quarterback in Justin Herbert, and he's really good. And the Raiders don't blitz a lot, and they play that zone package that they have, and he tends to eat that up. And he's had some big games already with the Raiders. What's that like when you don't blitz a lot? You have those four rushers who are good, Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe. Do you expect Gus Bradley to disguise the defense more? I mean, this is his former team that he came over to be the defensive coordinator now of the Raiders, or do the Raiders just stick with what's working and what's got them there? You know what? Uh, you know what? He knows them pretty damn well, uh, you know, because he was there. He saw them, you know, every day in practice. This is one of those situations where you kind of got to stick to your guns on who and what you are. All of a sudden, I don't think they're going to become a blitzing team. And to me, it's about those four guys up front on every play getting to the quarterback and really forcing, you know, Herbert to make a bad throw in this game. One or two bad throws, knock down a pass, maybe get an interception, and then have the rest, the other seven guys in their zones, eyeing him, flying to the ball and making plays. And it's one of those things where not one guy can take a play off for 60 minutes. Bill Romanowski, Romo joining us for a game like this. Are you kidding me? Hey, Romo, what about getting in the face of a young quarterback? You got a story because you're a veteran, but you were early in your career. No one, You had no fear at any level, but do you remember a young buck quarterback coming up, a hot shot? You're there in warm-ups, and you're showing him your biceps or maybe walking past him after a play and maybe sending a message to him early in a game? Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I happen to pick Brett Favre. You know, when I was at the Eagles, I sacked him, you know, and, you know, I kind of grabbed him by the throat a little bit and kind of pushed him down, and he slapped me in the head, and he said, hit me harder next time, Romo. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. It, like, deflated me. It was like, hey, I wanted him to give me a little fight back, and I was like, what do you say to that? You know, there's really not much you could say to that, you know. Hey, I remember, you know, I had Dan Marino in the playoffs, and uh, I did the same thing. I kind of pushed him down, and I tell you what, he took a swing at me, and I was like, hey, that old boy, Dan, I'm going to kick your ass today. Let's go. You're going down. Bill Rump. And, uh, <laughs> you know, also uh, Troy Aikman, you know, another – uh, another one in the play in the, no, it wasn't in the playoffs. His regular season, but hey, I tried like hell to get in, you know, the heads of anybody I played against. But that Brett Favre really stands out to me. Bill Romanowski joins us. How great is this? You know, Romo, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk to you after Coach Madden passed away, and again, all the big games. I thought of this as I knew we had you on today. He did a lot of your games because Lawrence Taylor started the documentary and ended it. It was so much about Lawrence Taylor and Favre. And then I said to my wife, I go, man, Romo in the NFC with the Niners and the Eagles in a lot of those games. Give us a Madden story or two, all Madden and, and what he meant as a broadcaster and obviously as a legendary coach from the Raiders. You know what? And this is one 
when I was actually watching a game that he was broadcasting. And I don't know who the guy was, but here's what he said. He circled this guy's calf and ankle, and he called it a cankle. He said, <laughs> look at that. That's not a calf. It's not an ankle. It's a cankle. Because it's one size from the knee all the way down to the foot. And literally, that has stuck with me for probably 30 years. Him saying that. And, you know, there's been so many times, you know, where, you know, you do the the, the pregame interviews with, with the guys, and he's just always somebody that I always enjoy talking to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because this is a guy that's been there. He's won, he's won a Super Bowl. You know, he's won big games. He knows what you're going through. He knows what it's like. And then... He's a damn good broadcaster, and he sees the game in a different way. And, uh, you know, he's a legend. He's the best of all time, a great guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a guy I always loved saying hello to, and he was always a guy that uh, always seemed to call my name a lot during a football yes. game because he liked to say my name, Romanowski. <laughs> there's that Romanowski again. That's how he would say it, yeah. Hey, there's <laughs> that Romanowski again. I can hear John Madden in my ear. Bill Romanowski yeah. as we wrap it up. You know, another big thing, Romo, uh, when we look at this season – you know, it's a big spot for the Chargers because you played in San Diego when you played against them. And, you know, the fan base, the Raider fans been through a lot. They moved a couple of times to L.A., back to Oakland. Now they're in Vegas. And you see this new stadium. The Chargers are in a really unique spot because none of their San Diego fans came with them. They're so pissed off. The ones in L.A. have to deal with USC, UCLA, LeBron James, the Dodgers. But they got Justin Herbert. And if they can beat the Raiders... It kind of gets them going because uh, L.A. is such a big Raider market. What's on the line for the Chargers in this game? Because they put themselves in a tough situation. I thought they should have been in the playoffs by now. Now they got to win on the road to get there. Yeah. You know what? Hey, this is one of those things, too. A young quarterback coming in, and he wants to prove that he is one of the best. Hey, we're all talking about... Uh, Justin Herbert, you know, with how good he played last year and how he's playing this year. But when the game is on the line, when you have to go into an opposing stadium and beat a good fo- – hey, the Raiders are a good football team. Mm-hmm. These are a scrappy group of guys that love the game of football – they play hard for one another. They play hard for this coach. They all play hard for, uh, for the owner. I mean, this is, uh, this is not an easy feat for him. And for, uh, you know, Derek Carr, you know, it's going to be, to me, who's the best quarterback on, you know, who's the best quarterback in this game? And whoever the best quarterback is is going to win win this game, whether it's Derek Carr or Herbert. And I certainly hope it's Derek Carr. And I would love to see Derek Carr come back and take this team to a Super Bowl. And, hey, you never know. They've got a chance to go there this year. 
And Romo, I'm happy you said that because it's really tough. You know, we're the flagship station. We support Derek. But I agree with you. I, I think this game comes down to the quarterback, and the Raiders are falling in love with their run game. Josh Jacobs finally got going. And I think Derek's going to have to have a magnificent game. He's undefeated when he throws for over 300 yards. He hasn't done that in a while. And do you believe, like I do, there's going to be a point in this game where if the Raiders are trailing, Carr's going to have to attack, and he's getting Waller back. Renfro's been amazing. He's got to take a couple of deep shots because that's what Herbert's going to be doing all game, and I think the Raiders have to match that. Hey, you couldn't be right. You couldn't be more right on, JT, is he's got to be able to match that big. You know, Derek Carr's got a big arm, you know. He, he, hey, with Waller back, that's a big-time weapon. Uh, but he doesn't have that deep threat. But we got to be able to get the ball deep and find a way, you know, to hit a, a big shot, you know, a couple times in this game. You know, you lull them asleep, you lull them asleep a little bit with the run. You know, you dink and dunk with your short passing game. But you've got to be able to take a shot. You know Justin Herbert is going to take a shot, and you got to keep up with that that kind of firepower. And this is going to be a defensive battle. It's going to. Be, I hope it comes down to the end. I hope it's us with the ball, and Derek's got to drive down the field to win the game for the Raiders and get them in the playoffs. And I hope uh, that's what I see. Romo, finally, Nutrition 53. If everybody followed your regimen all year long, they wouldn't need New Year's resolutions. They'd just be following Bill Romanowski, Nutrition 53, and they wouldn't have to lose 20 pounds to start the year. But as you know, as a businessman and entrepreneur, a lot of people want to dive in in a new year and set nutrition goals. Tell us why Nutrition 53. Well, you know what, JT? It's about lifestyle. It's about, hey, whatever you like to do, you know, day in and day out on the weekends, it's about kicking ass. Hey, I got to kick ass for 16 years in the NFL, but I still like to kick ass. And I'm able to do that because I take lean one every day. I take lean one neuro every day. I take D3, vitamin C, you know, fish oils, all those kind of things. Hey, what are we what are we dealing with right now? Our country or or the world? We're dealing with COVID. Well, you kick COVID in the ass if you keep yourself healthy. And I've got the game plan. Nutrition53.com. Get your lean one. Lose some weight. Get in shape and kick some serious ass day in and day out. Hope to see you in the playoffs, Romo. If not before, always have you on for a reason. You always deliver. Best to Julie, your Julie, uh, for the new year. We'll see you soon. Awesome. Take care, JT. You got it. Bill Romanowski. I drop him in like a daisy cutter bomb when there's an attack on foreign soil. I say, who do I got to bring in? I go, Romo Villapiano. Villapiano, Romo. We bring him in on the radio because their energy is fabulous. All right. Let's keep it going here. Chris Myers will join us in about 20 minutes. He called the Antonio Brown game. A uh, lot happening here. There, are, I can just tell you this, Damon. I'm great with secrets. Been with the Raiders 23 years because I don't tell secrets. If I did, I wouldn't be here. I'd be out on the street. I'd be living under the 215 at Town Center. So, big stuff brewing. Game night.
at the stadium. Big stuff brewing. That's all I'm telling you. All right, they got a lot of stuff brewing over there in Henderson. A lot of video, pre-production, a lot of hype. Getting ready. It's going to be big. If you got a ticket to that game, please don't sell it. Don't sell your ticket. Go to the game like Charles Woodson would. Charles Woodson wouldn't sell his ticket. Charles Woodson would be there for Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. That's why. It's our game day whiskey. And if it's not your game day whiskey, it is now because Charles Woodson put together an unbelievable brand of wine and bourbon whiskey, which is second to none. Grab a bottle before the big game. Available now at local liquor stores throughout Las Vegas. And get that Woodson bourbon whiskey. I got a few bottles in the house, just in case I want to show off the sign bottle. The regular bottles. That's it. You know, Damon, after you pick up Passionate Raider, come by. I'll give you a shot of, come to the house. I'll give you a shot of Woodson bourbon whiskey. You might need it there. All right, we got a big show. We're excited. Hey, Raider Nation, how cool is this? A play-in game for the playoffs. Sunday night flexed, and we just flexed with Bill Romanowski. The JT The Brick Show is brought to you by Sam and Ash, proud partners of JT and the Raider Nation. If you get into an accident, call 702-820-1234 or go to SamAndAshLaw.com. The JT The Brick Show is brought to you by Remy Martin. Team up for excellence. JT back with you. And as I always tell you, I have two personal injury attorneys, Sam and Ashley. They are the best in town. They are real people that care about all of their clients and friends, and they take care of them. 702-820-1234. 702-820-1234. And I'm serious. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Go to SamAndAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. Sam joins us. Sam? Thank you for doing this. Happy New Year, my friend. Yeah, doing great, JT. How are you? Happy New Year. Your studio sounds fabulous. Tell everybody, you built the studio, you were able to do it here last year, and now we're into a new year doing business again. Well, yeah, this, well, studio, we, we, uh, you know, in, in the pandemic and everything, everybody had to adjust, and one of the adjustments we had to make was to... Uh, be on your show like this remotely. And so we're doing it right from our office in beautiful downtown Las Vegas, located right in, I think, like the geographic center of the valley, basically. So very easy to get to. And you've been here. You know what it looks like. Uh, you, you know where we're at. And uh, we have a beautiful office. You have a great office, and everybody knows it. What you've accomplished in this town, especially with philanthropy and how you're helping out people. So happy to be your friend. Let's jump in on this Nate Hobbs story because – I've talked to, you know, you're, you're a great friend of mine. I also have some other attorney friends, and it's, they texted me, and I was texting you on this issue. It is very serious because people are saying, oh, my God, how could someone after the Henry Ruggs incident do blank? And that would be a DUI on the road, a DUI accident. Then you hear about a DUI in a garage or someone falling asleep, and I do not have the details, nor do I want to speculate but there are various degrees of DUIs, and where does this fall into it for you? Walk me through the problems of this initially and what could either help him and benefit him legally or hurt him. 
Well, for, first of all, just on, on the morality note and the and the civic responsibility note, uh, getting behind the wheel, getting in your car when you're drunk is is never acceptable. So the the conversation then after that shifts to what kind of legal liability does he have? And here's where the details really matter, JT. It, it comes down to, uh, you know, he the car wasn't moving. I, th- I guess we, we that's an admitted fact. Um, we don't know where he was in the car. And in Nevada, believe it or not, you can still get charged with a misdemeanor DUI if you've if you're in the car sleeping. The car is off, but you have your keys. Your keys in the ignition, and you're sitting in the front seat because the Nevada statute can hold you responsible mm-hmm. if you are in a place where you can exercise control over the vehicle. So um, with that, we I just I've heard conflicting things. I don't know if he was sitting in his in the front seat. I don't know if he was sleeping in the back seat. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the car was on or off. Those no. are all details that matter and that could, you know, if they're if they're, if the details come out to be more favorable to him, you know, the charges could be dismissed. And if they don't, um, they could very well stick. Sam joins us from Salmonash, SalmonashInjuryLaw.com. Any new rules over the New Year's? That's always fascinating in your industry. Over the years, there's all these different rule changes and laws when it comes to driving. And Vegas's reputation, what have you learned over the last year as we come in now to 2022, the reputation of Las Vegas as a town to drive in? <laughs> well, let's start with that because, uh, uh, crazy enough, this has to be the, the nuttiest place to be on the road. And um, and I, I think it's a combination of, of a few different things. One, I don't think our roads are designed very well. And, mm-hmm. and even when you talk to our elected officials, they will concede. And we talked to Commissioner Naft um, a few weeks ago before the holiday. He conceded the roads were not great. So we know that. Uh, the other part of it is there's so many people here from out of town, both visiting and also new people that move in and, and don't know where they're going, don't know how to get around. And then finally, we are even now in a post-COVID world, we're a 24-7 town. We have um, you know late night shifts, people getting off at early hours of the morning. And unfortunately, a lot of substance abuse and things like that that lead to unsafe roads. So be safe out there. I think every one of your listeners needs to know that uh, you get on the road. I know you're driving well. You're not under the influence. Drive like you you expect everyone else to run into you at any minute because that's actually quite literally what can happen. SalmonAshInjuryLaw.com, making your injury claim painless. They are fantastic. They do everything to take the pressure off of you because when someone does you wrong, you deserve what's right. Now, Sam, I was saying over the, it was between Christmas and New Year's, my wife and I got in an Uber and we came out of our home and the driver went the wrong way down a one-way street. And my wife caught it before I did. I was looking down at my phone and my wife looked up and couldn't believe it. Because the Uber driver didn't go to the right side. It was almost like we were in London. And he went on the left side going around. And fortunately, no one was coming around that curve. And uh, we asked the Uber driver to pull over and we got out. And that was interesting because we had that moment to say, we're not going to get to our destination if this is how it started. And I want to uh, talk about Ubers and Lyfts and what happens. We, We tell everybody to buckle up. But what happened? If the driver makes a mistake and you're in the back seat and you get in a collision, how could you help? 
Um, well, this is a, it's a great question. First of all, what happened to you is not unusual. I think yeah. a lot of people go and take an Uber because it's the safe thing to do. And it is compared to driving drunk uh, under the influence. It is absolutely the safe thing to do. The problem is that you you really don't know your driver from Adam and and, and they, they, you know, they drivers that people that drive uber are just as human as the rest of us and they make mistakes and some of the mistakes can be fatal so uh be very careful i recommend people be alert just like your wife was that that you know be a backseat driver don't Mm -hmm. be afraid of that you know and i i think you mentioned seatbelts. i find it perplexing that you buckle up in your own car but then you get into an uber i know so many people who do not buckle up in an uber put your seatbelt on it's it's essential and then if an accident happens remember you have rights that are separate and distinct from the driver of the car regardless of who was at fault so remember get your own lawyer and i want to stress this really important going into the new year basically every car accident that any of your listeners get into no matter if they get hurt or not they should call us and they should talk to us about their rights you know we can't help in every single case you don't need a lawyer for every single case but you need to know what your rights are and you need to get those rights from us rather than from your insurance company your insurance company is only going to tell you what benefits them and that's it that's where their uh, duty and and responsibility ends they want to make sure the claim is settled for as little money as possible that they're protected so jt the, the, the short thing to put in your pocket going into the new year is you get into an accident as a passenger in an Uber with a friend, you're driving, whatever the case is, give us a call. We're really easy to talk to. Ash and I, we take cars, calls ourselves. We'll, we'll go through the scenario with you, you know, listen to you, what, what you've got going on, and give you some good advice because – that may prove invaluable as the case goes forward. SamAndAshInjuryLaw.com. Finally, we have a tradition. After the first ever Raider game uh, with no fans, Drew Brees lost on Monday Night Football. And then I met up with you and Ashley, and we celebrated that victory. And I said, I keep that tradition alive. So we'll end with this. If the Raiders win primetime Sunday night, have your phone on. It's a tradition unlike any other. It'll be the first time they ever won, ever, against Drew Brees, (laughs) and the most recent time against the Chargers, and we'll have cause for celebration. You can take that to the bank, JT. (laughs) We will be there with bells on. Tell everybody about the website and how to get in touch with you. Real easy. It's uh, samandashlaw.com. It's spelled out real easy. No no special characters or anything. samandashlaw.com. Go to the site. It's very user-friendly. You can contact us there, or you can just call us anytime, 702-820-1234. So easy. God, your home studio sounds better than mine, man. Your Stop work it. studio, I mean, God. <laughs> I got to do some JT The Brick shows from there. Yeah, I, I yeah think that's you know a, that's what? That plan. would be a lot of fun. You should come down I here. Will. You know, we'll we'll um, we'll do lunch. We'll go to one yeah. of those new micro breweries. Everybody keeps telling me about <laughs> walking distance from you. I got a whole bunch of micro breweries down there, right? It's unbelievable. There's been an explosion of culture, fun places to go here downtown in the Arts District. Uh, reminding everyone that this Friday is First Friday. 
uh, which Ooh. means you can Ooh. come down here and be get very cold walking around outside in the arts district. But there's lots of food, lots of things to do. Ash and I will be will be around and uh, look forward to meeting people. Take care, my friend. Happy New Year. Thanks for doing you that. You too. Thanks, JT. Take you care. You got it. com because you deserve what's right. What a partner of ours. A really good partner. We love referring them, our listeners here at Raider Nation Radio. All right. I can open up the phones and get you in. They're always open. I hate when hosts say that. I just said it. The phones are always open. We'll get you up. 702-365-9200. Today is Derek Carr Day. Derek actually spoke. We might be able to play a little bit of that and and this is some excitement around the facility. People are pumped up. The Raiders are ready for a primetime game on Sunday night. We had Ron Mixon, the Hall of Famer, Bill Romanowski. We just had Sam from Sam and Ash. Andre James and Chris Myers from the NFL on Fox will join us next. We got a whole bunch of predictions on Derek Carr's numbers. Two over 300 yards. We got a 305 and a 325. I like that type of cooking. The JT The Brick Show is brought to you by PTs, the best happy hour in town and an official partner of the Vegas Golden Knights. The JT The Brick Show is brought to you by Remy Martin. Team up for excellence. JT back with you. What a day today. Enjoying it. We're kind of all over the place. Thanks for being patient, getting guests on, getting people all slotted in. But that's what we do here on the flagship. Come on in for Bobby. Appreciate the job he's doing. I'll get out to Chris in West Oakland on the flagship. Let's get out to Chris. Chris, how are you today? Uh, doing well, JT. Just got out of practice. I heard, uh, I love that lawyer you have on from Sam and Ash. And hey, he's 100% right about paying attention to your Uber drivers. Lest anybody think these guys are trained. All they are is a guy that's got insurance and puts a sticker on his window. Some of the worst drivers I've ever been with have been Uber drivers. And sometimes I'm more nervous driving with them than one of my drunk buddies, but I'll still go with the sober option. Um, Derek Car Day. Look, and I said this on your night show last night before I hit on Car. I haven't heard word one out of the media. For the last month, they took shot after shot at the dysfunctional Raiders. This team's quit. They've got nothing to play for. They're going to tri- blow it all up. They've hung tough, won three in a row, and now it's non-existent. They don't even talk about them having their destiny in their own hands. It just, it's going to be really nice to watch all these guys with their eggs and their egg on their face if the Raiders take care of business at home. And in order to take care of business at home, Derek Carday, look, the three-day win streak, Drew Locke, Carson Wentz, and, um, you, you know, just bad Nick Mullins, bad quarterbacks. This year when they played Dak Prescott, Mahomes twice, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, they've given up 38 points a game to those quarterbacks. We're not going to win the game if our goal is to get the ball to Josh Jacobs. Our best and highest-scoring games – Still Cub come this year. When Derek Carr throws 40-plus times, JT, the Raiders are averaging almost 35 points a game. He throws under 30, they're averaging 16 points a game. Ray Charles can see what this team needs to do. If it's going to be a shootout, take the leash off of Derek Carr and let him win the game or lose the game. But if we go into the game with the attitude that we're going to play ball control, keep Herbert off the field, that's a recipe for disaster. So I'm going to predict the Raider victory, JT, because I don't know why I can get on the rest this week. I'm going to say 34-27. 
Carr's going to, by necessity, which is the only time the Raiders let this guy go to work. Well, it's going to be a shootout. He's going to have to throw. He's going to throw 40 times. He's going to throw for 350-plus yards and set a new Raider all-time season record with a W, 34-27, as we punch our ticket into the playoffs. Thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you on the night show if I can. You got it, Chris. I appreciate it there. Chris in West Oakland. I don't know if I agree with him, though. I agree with the car stats. I do, but I think the Raiders have fallen in love with their running game, and I think they're going to want to run it hard. Chris Myers, my great friend from the NFL on Fox, one of the premier broadcasters in all of sports broadcasting, joins us off a hell of a game. You had the Antonio Brown game. What was that like in your career broadcasting? <laughs> well, it was crazy. You know, you go into a game thinking, oh, this late in the year, the way the Bucks are rolling and the Jets with their rookie quarterback, that this you know, you're getting all your – your film material ready, you know, just in case uh, it gets lopsided. And the Jets had a 14-point lead the second half and, and had the, you know, the Bucks on, on the ropes. So uh, I think a couple of things jumped out from my standpoint as Antonio Brown, you know, you're watching Brady work on the comeback on the field, and then you see a shirtless guy running out there. It's your first reaction is just a crazy fan. And then, you know, you get word, hey, look, he took his jersey off, and you learn about the background and the flow of the moment. But two things jumped out to me. You know, JP, I was there reporting for Fox on the – I was in that dugout when Pedro Martinez and Don Zimmer went at it. You remember that? Sure. The season, right? Yeah, Red Sox, Yankees, and saw that up close. So, so that was one thing. And then, of course, I was there when Brady led the comeback in the Super Bowl on the, on the sideline for the Fox broadcast against Atlanta when they were losing the whole game, and then they come back to tie – and then they win it in overtime, and you get to Brady, and you talk about the year he had, deflate gate and winning. So there's a few things crossing my mind, but this was bizarre. I mean, we've had fans run on the field, and the Fox policy is don't show it on TV. Just say, hey, we have a delayed description, get, you know, being security, could knock the guy off, whatever. And you don't want to give attention to people who are disrupting the game. But this was this was off the charts. Well, Daryl Johnston, who, you know, has been broadcasting for 20 years and played in the NFL with some unique personalities on the Cowboys, uh, was thrown off by this, too. He'd never seen anything like it uh, before. And then later we're finding out more and more. And we knew going in the history, and, you know, with a little Raider connection, the history of Antonio Brown and just how much, uh, what a troubled guy, even though he's a talented player, what a troubled guy he is. Chris Myers joins us. Chris, we all know you have a spotter. That's a big part of it. But, you know, when you see that <laughs> happening, you make a good point. Typically in a broadcast, if a fan is on the field, the camera cuts away. This is a player, a guy who has Hall of Fame. And, and what's sad about this whole thing, Chris, and I'd like you to jump in on this, is the numbers. He's one of the only players I ever saw comparable to Rice at the same time, same amount of years, and work ethic-wise, too. Before he started to have some of these mental issues and breakdowns, his preparation in the offseason, no alcohol, no drugs, strong, fit, getting better and better every year. I mean, this guy was one of the first guys really close to getting into the Hall of Fame after six or seven years, and now a lot of those stats are being squandered by this behavior. Yeah, derailed after, you know, his Steeler years, a chance. You know, I think Seattle was looking into that. We mm -hmm. mentioned the Raider, the Patriot situation, and a lot of off-the-field things that, I mean, you can talk about mental health, but at some point you have to take responsibility, and a lot of these things are more behavioral and anger management. I know he was sentenced to that, and I don't know if he completed the course of the 13 weeks, but ever since then, yes, it's teammates rave about his ability and in practice, just as you said, and Brady I think why he went out on a limb for him after seeing him in New England, and he really, I, I don't know if the Patriots, excuse me, if the, if the Bucks win the Super Bowl without him, he's that deep threat, and you see that now with Godwin out the rest of the way, even though they have uh, Mike Evans and, and other receivers to go to, so he, he really 
he can't blame the league or other teams or uh, he's been given opportunity after opportunity and whatever the situation is either him or the people around him he has to take responsibility and clear up his life first so you know the, your employee your football team they can do only so much for you and, but for him to quit like this in the middle of the game on your teammates uh, and, and again in a moment where this is a great comeback for Brady once again no timeouts down his top two receivers and running backs and yeah it's the Jets but he's on the road and has to go 93 yards and, and he still does it in, in a game where they were already in the playoffs uh, it was an amazing moment that, that, that this guy took away and I thought too I, we brought in Mike Barrera I thought there'd be some kind of penalty but they didn't snap the ball he didn't interfere with play even though he went on to the field and then through the end zone throwing his shirt in the stand and then and running out of the stadium. So, uh, yeah, it's sad, but but I, I think he has no one to blame but himself as far as Antonio Brown. Right. Chris Myers, NFL on Fox. Chris, I've always said for years, as long as I've known you, I think the MVP vote is a stat. You can't sit there and talk value. You get a chance to interview these guys pre-production meetings, but the typical voter of an MVP, the Brady or Rodgers, doesn't go to Packer games. They watch it on TV. They don't know what they do in the community. They could be playing for a bad GM or a great owner. So I don't like the V in value. I just look at it as a stat. Who had a better year, Brady or Rodgers? Crunch the numbers. Look at them. Brady got shut out in the game this year. Aaron Rodgers' game was terrible the first game of the year. And I think they're both worthy of the MVP award. How do you look at that award? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I, I think there's, you know, the context and, and what do they expect most valuable player to that team and to the league and, and I don't think you, you, they have a separate award for community and, and that stuff away from the game, the Walter Payton of, mm-hmm. uh, of sportsmanship award. They have a number of those things. You do look at stats. I look, I would say, and I have not, I'm not a voter this year, but you, you also look at the team. What are they doing for that team and what does he have around them? Sometimes uh, you're discounted if you have a lot of talent around you. It, to me, it is between those two. And I, I don't think you could automatically give it to Rodgers. I mean, Brady has better numbers in most cases. The stats that you talked about, which is the starting point for this, Tom Brady has better numbers. Now, again, the number one seed and the better overall record is uh, Aaron Rodgers. And, and remember, he Brady beat Rodgers in Green Bay last year. That has nothing to do with the MVP vote. But if you're talking about a, a head-to-head, they didn't play this year. And, and, and Rodgers missed a game, remember, because of the, the COVID incident. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so you have, you have to take that into consideration, whereas Brady has not missed a game at age 44 to put up the numbers he has. So, yes, to me right now, and I think this last game, I think there's, uh, be, my opinion, Rodgers wants to play at least a half, even though he has the week, uh, the bye, because he wants to get ready for the playoffs. But I think he wants the numbers, too. They say that doesn't matter. It, it matters to these guys, and, and it matters to Brady. That's why he wants to play as well and protect that, that seating where they are. But I think after, let's judge it after and compare the numbers. Right now, Brady's getting my vote slightly ahead of Aaron Rodgers based on the things you and I just talked about. Chris Myers, as we wrap it up. So when we get to your social media, I saw today, as I knew you were coming on, that you got a photo with Bill Murray. And you and Bill yep. Murray <laughs> have become very good friends over the years. Let's spend a few moments talking about your friendship with Bill Murray. How's it started? And when do you typically get a call from Bill Murray, a phone call, or a, hey, I'm in town, let's get together and let's get some food and drink? What's that like? You, you do get a call out of the blue, and you don't know when it's coming. Even his own family can't track him down sometimes. But he'll say, hey, let's, uh, let's play golf. Or are you sitting there? Is your son home with you? Let's, I'll, I'm in town. Let's go grab lunch. I mean, he's, he's pulled that a few times. And you'll love this. 
And JT went to a local deli out here, and, and, and after we we had leftovers, and I, on the way out, you know, I was driving. He goes, "Let's try, let's find one of your neighbors, and, and I'll deliver the leftovers to see if they want them for their dog or if they want." <laughs> so I, some neighbor, he shows up at the door, and he just says, "Hey, Chris Myers wanted me to give you this," and they're looking like, "Who is? Are you Bill?" And then I'm shaking my head at the car, going, I'm not, "This is for real." So we go back to the doing the ESPYS in the 90, mid '90s that when I, Dan Patrick and I were on Sports Center. And uh, they were doing, uh, they wanted us to come in and do a bit. They had all these writers up there in New York at the, uh, uh, I think it was at, where, where the Rockettes players. It was Radio City Music yeah. Hall. Mm-hmm. We're doing out there. It's, and, and so we come into the room, and, and, and Bill, Bill Murray, who's a big sports fan watching, he just says to the writers, we don't need you guys. Chris and Dad write their own material. And, and, and I think they're pretty funny. We'll figure something out. That's how the friendship began. And through the years, we've, we've stayed in touch. But I have to tell you this real quick, if you have time. Yeah. Um, I'm out doing a tennis event in Manhattan. This is, I don't know, when I was still working at ESPN. So it's been, what, 15 years ago, whatever. And, and uh, Bill says, hey, why don't you come up to the house? I'm on the Hudson River. Since you're, you know, you got a day off in between in the summer with your covering the U.S. Open tennis. I said, well, I don't have a car, and I know it's a little bit of a ride. He goes, I'll send a car for you. Don't worry. So he sends this large, white stretch limo, this gigantic thing. And, and, and as I'm driving, it brings me into his house. And as I'm driving up his driveway, he's got a video camera, and he's rolling this, doing play-by-play. And he's saying, hey, ESPN, this is how Chris Myers spends your money on his day <laughs> off. And I want you to, I'm tracking it for you. To, so, and then I get inside. And you can't make this up. He's showing me the house and the pool and the basketball court. And we're out by the, by the Hudson, up in the backyard. It's in the summer. And he keeps stepping into these holes. And and um, uh, he said, "I have my gardener here." And I uh, so what he said. He, and this is the JT. I thought he was making this up and, and, and messing with me. He said, uh, "These damn gophers! I can't get rid of them." He said, "I've tried everything. I have a company." And I said, "Are you kidding me? You're putting that?" He goes, "No, no, no. I don't. I don't know what to do with them because the holes are all over the place." And I'm thinking, Caddyshack, and I and and he wasn't putting me on. It was it was for real, and that stuck with me. Is that's that's Bill Murray. In a nutshell, being a, a friend of his, if you can, if you can picture that, there are many other stories I could tell you uh, through time. But it was nice seeing him and his his son came up from uh, from South Carolina to hang out with us when he knew I was uh, staying in New Jersey for that. Uh, you know, actually in Hoboken for the uh, for the Jets game with the Bucks last week. Wow. And, and uh, by the week, yeah, I mean, they're, they're the, I could go on and on, but the stories you hear about them, roaming it with, they're all true. I can tell you that. And it's at chrismyersports.com. Follow him on Twitter and on the gram, like my wife does. You're big on the ground we got to follow you on instagram well, yes right on instagram i gotta get a picture with bill you know it's funny with our crew he said i we had lunch because i want to meet your production crew with daryl johnson and we always we, we pick the games and everybody just says hey you know pick a winner this week of all 12 15 games he says i'll be your collector he 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 won he won it all he got i think he only missed one or two games you know uh, and he had and he had the biggest biggest time hanging out with us. So there's some pictures of him on there looking like he was alpine skiing or something. He's always dressed <laughs> in an unusual way. But he's a he's a guy a crazy guy to hang out with and a great sports fan. Thanks for doing this, Chris. Happy New Year. Thanks for coming on. All right. Anytime. You take care. Chris, Chris Myers from the NFL on Fox. How cool is that? Is but he's really tight with Bill Murray. So I went to his Twitter before the interview, and there he is with Bill Murray. How about Bill Murray having gophers in the backyard like Caddyshack? True story. So there you go. What a show today. Come on. Way to go. You see what? You know, you're doing, you're double dipping today. You're doing Q as always. And Vinny? Of course. You're doing three in a row? I'm here. Well, no wonder they're feeding you today, giving you burritos, right? You're getting free burritos. Roberto's. Roberto's. Oh, like my sons. Yeah, hide that. My sons will come here and eat it. They love it. Uh, Thanks to all of our guests today. Andre James, Chris Myers. Bill Romanowski, Hall of Famer Ron Mix, and Sam from Sam and Ash Injury Law. How about that for a show? It all came together this morning. 
Thanks to the Raiders. What a week. Very fortunate that we have this opportunity. Uh, keep it here, everybody, for the best lineup in all of Raider Nation. We got an opportunity to come together Sunday night. Meet me at the torch right there for the pregame. Get in a little early. You won't believe what the entertainment's going to look like for this game. Prime time. And come see us at the torch. And we'll have a great time and get you ready for the game. Have a great day, everybody.